Greetings in the precious name of Jesus. <clears throat> do, do you remember now uh, what the very last portion of Scripture was? I believe like oftentimes those three portions of Scripture for the Sunday school. Uh, but, but the last one, the last portion of Scripture, of course we were studying from the book of Mark, you know that. So the last portion of Scripture um, in that last lesson of the last quarter was what was about what? Quickly someone say. Okay, yeah, it's about uh, G Jesus speaking, and he talked about uh, the rich people that cast in their, their much into the treasury, uh, and then the, the poor widow came, and, and she gave uh, <clears throat> all, all that she had. Uh, I'll turn to that scripture a little later in the message uh, <clears throat> uh, with, with one of the points of the message. But I want to I share this morning... Um, about giving and um, I've titled the lesson um, or the message um, <clears throat> guidelines for generous giving I probably used a, a word or two there um, just because it begins with a G and sometimes you know if you use uh, come up with a title that all the words start with the same letter you can remember it uh, easier so guidelines for generous giving, you know, you could call it, uh, or you could have a message similar to that and call uh, <clears throat> practical pointers for paying the preacher or something like that. <laughs> so that probably wouldn't be the best title to use. So maybe practical pointers for paying the poor would be better. Uh, but I think I'll stick with the uh, guidelines for generous giving. Now, with the word generous there, the word generous is, is used in various ways, and I don't necessarily mean uh, generous in, in uh, telling you how much to give, but, but the, I'm using the word generous there having to do with uh, a generous heart or a generous, generous spirit or a willing or a free, uh, a willing spirit. You know, we, we use it sometimes. He's a very generous person. He he. he he gives of himself or, or uh, uh, he, he gives himself or his, his comments or, or it, it would include, of course, maybe his goods or his means or his, the things that he has or his money in the offering. It could, certainly could include that too. But so th the word generous is used in, in various ways. Um, <clears throat> willingly might be... Uh, the best way to use it uh, in, in this title, Guidelines for Generous Giving or Willing Giving. giving. Um, <clears throat> now, I had heard these facts before, but uh, uh, I, in, in the teacher's quarterly um, <clears throat> of that last lesson of last quarter that we were just talking about, it mentioned these things, a couple of things here having to do with uh, what we have in the, in the, in, from Jesus or in the Gospels uh, about, about things or about giving or about uh, money. Uh, and this is a couple of facts. In, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, one verse in every six has to do with money or possessions in some way. Now, that's astounding. Let me just repeat that. In, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, one verse out of every six has to do in some way with money 
or possessions. Wow. That, that really speaks. Um, <clears throat> furthermore, more than half of the parables of Jesus relate to money or possessions. More than half of Jesus' parables relate to money or possessions. <clears throat> this is a great big subject, and we can only scratch the surface in a, in a little message like this. <clears throat> Way back at the beginning, in the book of Genesis, I won't even turn to a couple of places, but just bring out for you a couple of things concerning... Uh, the word uh, tithe or tenth um, in the early part of the scripture in Genesis. But in, in Genesis chapter 14, we have the word tithe used. Uh, Abraham gave a tithe. Now this was way before, of course, the book of Leviticus where we have uh, requirements about, uh, about giving. So, so somehow... Um, um, well, we know Cain and Abel. You know, the Bible talks about them giving an offering or a sacrifice, and one apparently was pleasing to God and one, one was not. So there, there was the thing of, of giving in some way, shape, or form, right, you know, as recorded about, about Cain and Abel. But anyway, I'm talking now about Abraham in chapter 14 of Genesis and talks about him giving a tithe. Later on in chapter 28 of Genesis concerning Jacob, it talked about him giving a tenth. And we won't go into the details of why and the wherefores of that. I'm just saying it's there, okay? Um, <clears throat> And so, uh, since, since the law had not been given as recorded in, in uh, say, Exodus and Leviticus, uh, uh, this strictly speaking then, uh, what we have there recorded about Abraham and Jacob probably was not the, the same as the tithes of the Mosaic law. The fact is, uh, as, some, as, as it is studied, uh, there are uh, probably... Uh, Two tithes required in the, in the Mosaic Law, and some feel like, uh, as they read it, there are three. And so, uh, when we come to the law, uh, tithing was like required giving. It's like, like taxes, you know, we, we have to pay our taxes, and, and the tithing was like, like taxes or required giving. Now, you're probably aware of the fact that in some church groups, they talk about lifting or receiving the tithes and the offerings. That's just a terminology that they use. We're going to now receive your tithes and offerings, or maybe it's printed in the bulletin, uh, the receiving of the tithes and offerings. See, that says, why do they use both terms? That speaks right there. It, it's suggesting that Yes, there's the tithe which you are expected to give and then there's the offering which you uh, probably should be giving above the tithe. And so they say tithes and offerings. 
back in the, uh, in the 1950s, uh, the Mennonite church had various uh, uh, men that were qualified to, to write on some important subjects, uh, to, to lecture on some important subjects and to pass these lectures around. And then some of these lectures uh, ended up in, in books that you could, that you could buy. One, uh, one brother was uh, Milo Kaufman, and he wrote a book. He did some lectures and, and then put it in a book um, uh, about Christian stewardship. And it's not just about uh, our stewardship with, with monies, but it's stewardship uh, across many areas of life. But uh, he did, of course, speak to, to our monies and our finances. Um, there were some that felt like, well, the tithe is, is, is an Old Testament thing, and, you know, we in the New Testament church are not required to, to tithe. This is what he said. The only valid argument against the tithe for the Christian is the argument beyond the tithe. In other words, he was saying, we certainly should tithe, and, and, and it, as New Testament Christians, we should be going beyond and over and above the tithe. He continued by saying this, in paying tithes, we give him, give God, only what is his. We are paying tribute to our king, uh, like taxes. And we are not bestowing gifts. So he, he said, when, when we're doing the tithe, when we're paying the tithe, we're just paying our taxes. We're, we're really not giving gifts to the Lord. And so he has uh, a number of paragraphs on this thing of uh, the argument of, uh, of giving uh, uh, less than the tithe. But the fact is we should be giving more than the tithe in order to give, to give gifts to the Lord, actually, in his way of thinking and in his study of the scriptures. <clears throat> I would like then to, uh, for us to uh, look at some principles for giving. And uh, I'll number these as I go. And uh, I, take, I invite you to take your Bible in hand and let's look at some scriptures this morning uh, as we think about guidelines for generous giving, guidelines that will help us to have a generous heart, uh, an attitude of giving, uh, a desire to give in our hearts and lives. And so uh, let's, uh, number one, um, I'll number these uh, for your benefit and mine too, but uh, number one, if we can think of the, uh, keep in mind that uh, giving is investing with God. Giving is investing with God you know if you look at it if, if we look at it that way if we think about it that way it'll go a long ways in in helping us in helping our attitude and helping our mind and helping us to be generous in our giving because giving is investing with God who who, who else would you rather invest with <clears throat> if you invest with God God will certainly take care of you so you could look at various scriptures and, and various principles, uh, many places, but just for, for this one, for our purposes this morning, I'll just look at two places in the book of Proverbs. First of all, Proverbs chapter 3. <clears throat> Proverbs and chapter 3, when we think about 
Um, giving is investing with God. <clears throat> Just two verses in chapter 3 of Proverbs, and that is verses 9 and 10. Verse 9, <clears throat> Honor the Lord with thy substance, and with the firstfruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Did I say if you honor the Lord with your giving, he'll take care of you? That's what the verse says, is, is, does it not? Giving is investing with God, and when you invest with God, he will take care of you. Honor the Lord with, thy, with the first fruits of thine increase. With the first fruits, so we could talk about that for a while, but I'll make it short. Not, not with what's left over. Not, not if, after you pay all your bills, and, and if you have a little bit left, you'll give a little bit in the offering. No, no, it says honor him with your first fruits. Honor him first. And then the blessing, verse 10, so shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. That's a promise. Chapter 11, the other place in Proverbs, chapter 11 and verses 24 and 25. Chapter 11, verse 24. <clears throat> there is that scattereth, and yet increaseth. And there is that withholdeth more than is meet, but it tendeth to poverty. The liberal soul shall be made fat, and he that watereth shall be watered also himself. Wow. Isn't that beautiful? There is that scattereth. In, in other words, there is that, that, that lets go of your things, that, that gives your things, that scattereth to the poor, that, that says it's, it's not mine. I, I, I give it for the use of God's kingdom. There is that scattereth. That's what it means. And yet the result of that, the Bible says, there is increase. And yet, the word yet there, you know, you wouldn't think so, but yet, this is, this is the truth. You increase by it. There's increase when we give. And yet increaseth. And then there is with that that withholdeth more than is meat. You say, this is mine. I, I, I got to keep it. I got to pay my bills. I, I can't let any of it go. I need all I got. I, the, and so you withhold it. And it tendeth to poverty. Verse 25, the liberal soul shall be made fat. You're liberal with your things. You give your things. You give it to the needs of the kingdom. You give it to God. You give it to his people. The lib you're liberal with your giving. The liberal soul shall be made fat. And he that watereth shall be watered also. You take care of others. You take care of the things of God and God will take care of you. Number two, giving is to be sacrificial. Giving is to be sacrificial. I'm going to just remind us and, and read those last verses of our Sunday school lesson that I already talked about. The last... Uh, Verses of our Sunday school lesson of the last Sunday of May. The last of last quarter. 
And so uh, you, even you children uh, know the story where the rich people, you know, uh, gave their, their much into the treasury. And many that were rich cast in much. This is at the end of, of, of Mark chapter 12. Many that were rich cast in much. That's what it says at the end of verse 41. The widow poured it and gave in two mites. Um, verse 43 and 44. And he said unto, uh, unto him, and he called unto him his disciples and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, that this poor widow hath cast more in than all they which have cast into the treasurer, treasury, for all they did cast in of their abundance. But she of her want did cast in all that she had, even all her living. What was Jesus saying? Well, it can be said in different ways. But one thing he was saying is these rich people didn't sacrifice anything or sacrificed very little as they gave their large amounts. The widow sacrificed a lot, of course, to give all that she had. Um, do you feel like it sometimes that your needs are hardly being met? And you don't have to answer that out loud, of course. Um, but I think it's fair to ask the question then, if you say, yes, sometimes I feel like my needs are hardly being met. I think it's fair to ask the question then, well, how much do you give? What's your attitude about giving? You know, are you giving the Lord from your first fruits. Um, the Bible, we've already seen in just beginning here that, that God will bless us if we, if we put him first. Uh, just one more example, and I won't turn to it, but it's in, if you're taking notes, it's in 2 Samuel chapter 24, uh, I believe toward the end of the chapter. And this is the example of David, King David, there was an occasion where he, he uh, felt his need to give. And some rich king said, well, look, look, I have these things. I'll give for you. I'll just, I'll just give it to you or I'll give it for you. And David said, no, 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 no. He said this, I will not give the Lord that which costs me nothing. David was saying, if I just... Give this, what somebody gave to me. That's costing me nothing. That's no sacrifice for me. And I don't give that way or I won't give that way. When I give to the Lord, I'm going to give in a sacrificial way. I'm going to give in such a way that costs me. That's what wise King David said and thought and did. <clears throat> Giving is to be sacrificial. That's number two. Number three now. <clears throat> 
you could say this one, of course, in, in various ways, but I'll in kind of short. Giving is an attitude of the heart, and I, I've suggested that already. Giving should be an attitude of the heart. Proper giving, proper giving will have to do with the proper attitude of the heart. Another way to say it is, is um, giving is not only a matter of what we have. Giving is not only a matter of what we have, but it is rather an attitude of the heart. Sometimes people would say, uh, well, if, if I only have had more, I would give more. Well, what, what does more mean? Um, uh, or, or, or someone might say, I, well, I, I wish I could give more. Well, the fact is, we can. We can. Um, Let's look at uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 8. 2 Corinthians in chapter 8. And this is a passage I may come back to for uh, another... uh, point or two but uh let's look at part of the verses now second corinthians and chapter eight we're talking about the fact that giving here number three giving is an attitude of the heart uh let me read the first five verses second corinthians chapter eight the first five verses moreover brethren we do you to wit of the grace of god bestowed on the church of macedonia how then a great trial of affliction the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. For to their power, I bear record, yea, and beyond their power, they were willing of themselves, I I must point out, you see, attitude there, they were willing of themselves, even when they were poor, they were willing of themselves, continuing verse 4, praying us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. And this they did, not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God. And when he says, not as we hoped in in verse 5, what he means there is more than we hoped. They gave more than we hoped. You see, how did that work? Because in the middle of verse 5, that's the point. That's the focus point. Because they first gave themselves. Does the Lord have you? You See, sometimes we we don't give because, first of all, the Lord don't really have us 100%. And and so here the the apostle says they, they first gave of themselves And since they had given themselves, then they gave liberally of their finances, of their material things. Verses 11 and 12 yet. Verses 11 and 12. Now therefore perform the the doing of it, that as there was a readiness to will, so there may be a performance also out of that which ye have. For... If there be first a willing mind, 
It is accepted according to that a man hath, and not according to that he hath not. Can I repeat? If God could first get a hold of us and our attitudes and our minds, then it wouldn't be hard for him to reach into our pocketbook. Giving, number three I'm saying, is an attitude of the heart, first of all. Number four, <clears throat> again, this was one you could say in, in a few different ways. But um, I first wrote it down this way. If you can't handle money, you can't handle spiritual riches either. Let's turn to Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter 16. Uh Verse 11. And uh, I'll just, yeah. You, you could read various verses right around here. You could read, you know, uh, but I'll, I'll just right now at least read verse 11. Luke cha uh, chapter 16, verse 11. If therefore ye have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches. That's what Jesus said. Did I say that Jesus had a lot of parables about money and possessions? Did we say at the beginning that there's one out of six verses in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, about money and possessions? This, this is just one little instance here of, of, of those facts. And Jesus, and again, if you want to read more of these verses, you can, but I won't take time now. Jesus is saying, the way you handle your money is an indicator of some deeper things in your life. <clears throat> Number five, <clears throat> giving amounts are personally determined. And so maybe you have the question, well, well, how much should I give? Or what should I give for? Who should I give to? Well, um, apparently in this New Testament age in which we live, um, you know, the, these, these verses, these places I've looked at already, I, I, no place I don't believe it indicated uh, about an exact amount, did it? But more... The attitude of the heart. It did mention those, of course. <laughs> Giving amounts are personally determined, number five. Um, I won't turn to anything here, but you could jot down uh, Luke's, Luke 19, uh, Zacchaeus. Children, you know the story of Zacchaeus. So Zacchaeus climbed a sycamore tree so he could see. 
and uh, he had a conversation with, with Jesus, and he, he wanted to see Jesus, and he wanted to be right with Jesus, and uh, by getting right with, with God and, and with people, uh, he said, the ha- half of my goods I'm going to give to the poor. Furthermore, those people that I've cheated on their taxes, I'm going to give them four times more than, than I took. That kind of thing. I believe it's something about like that. That's how he said it. Um, so Jesus could have said to Zacchaeus, now Zacchaeus, whoa, 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 Zacchaeus, don't, don't go overboard here. You, know, you don't want to give all your money away. or You don't want to show off or anything, Zacchaeus. Just be, don't, don't, don't give so much. No, Jesus didn't say that. Zacchaeus said, I'm going to give half of my goods and I'm going to give four times to those that I cheated. And, and Jesus didn't reprimand him for that. Um, some of the other scriptures we've already looked at would suggest that uh, the amounts given uh, would have been personally determined and not a certain amount uh, set. So um, that has to do with um, us and God and and our relationship with God and how he has blessed us and, and so forth. Giving amounts are personally determined. Number six, giving is to be in response to need. Giving should be in response to need. Uh, you know, that one you could talk about for a while. I mean, there's so many needs around the world. And I keep getting all these <laughs> these letters <laughs> in the mail, you know, of all these good places that need my money, you know. <laughs> um, but um, we have some examples in, in the book of Acts about giving in response to need. Let's, let's look at uh, a few of those. Acts chapter 2 to begin with. Acts chapter 2. <clears throat> Acts in chapter 2 we have here. Of course, uh, the early church and what was going on there. <clears throat> verses, uh, Acts chapter 2, verses 44 and 45. Verse 44 and 45. And all that believed were together and had all things common and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. You have something similar in chapter 4, but for lack of time, I won't turn to it if you're writing, taking notes of chapter 4, verses 34 and 35. Uh, in, um, chapter 11, let's look at that one yet. Chapter 11, beginning of verse... Uh, 28, chapter 11 of Acts, beginning at verse 28. Last three verses of chapter 11. And there stood up one of them named Agabus, and signified by the Spirit that there should be great dearth throughout all the world, which came to pass in the days of Claudius Caesar. Then the disciples, every man according to his ability, determined to send relief unto the brethren which dwelt in Judea, which also they did, 
and sent it to the elders by the hands of Barnabas and Saul. There was a real need. They gave according to the need. Uh, there in the early church in both chapter 2 and chapter 4, we see giving, according, giving in response to need. That's a good way to give. <laughs> Number seven, giving is to demonstrate love, not law. We, we've implied that already, of course. Giving should demonstrate love, uh, not law. You should, we should be doing this out of a heart of love because I want to, because I love, and not because I have to, because it's the law. Okay, let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 8, 2 Corinthians and chapter 8, <clears throat> and we have uh, an example here, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, and verses, just verses uh, 7 to 9, now, we looked at, at this chapter uh, before, but we skipped over uh, these verses, and so I'd like to use these verses now for, for this point. Giving is to demonstrate love, not law. Second Corinthians 8, verses 7 to 9. Therefore, as ye abound in everything, in faith and utterance and knowledge and in all diligence and in your love to us, see that ye abound in this grace also. I speak not by commandment, but by occasion of the frowardness of others, and to prove the sincerity of your love. For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. So he's making a point and then he's, he's illustrating his point by what Jesus himself did for us. His great love. And so he gave. I, I mean, he gave his all. Giving should demonstrate love and not law. And you could look at various... Uh, places, uh, if you want to just jot this down, if you're taking notes, I, I won't turn to it, but uh, in Romans chapter 15, verses 25 to 27, we have here a collection for some saints that were in need, and it says two times, it pleased them to take this collection. It pleased them. They wanted to do it. They loved those poor saints. And they wanted to receive this collection out of a heart of love. It pleased them to lift this offering for these poor people. That's Romans chapter 15. Number eight, giving is to be planned. Giving is to be planned. Do you and your wife sit down and... and, uh, and talk about, take time to, to talk about, okay, uh, this is uh, our income for this month, and um, these are the needs, you know, um, there's a need here, there's a need here, you know, we have this commitment to Christian Aid Ministries, or we have this commitment to this organization, and, and the church needs this, and this offering is coming up, and uh, so forth, and so, so uh, giving is to be planned. 
I, I mean, probably you won't be giving much if you don't plan. If you just, if you come to church Sunday, and, oh yeah, let's see, did I bring anything in my wallet? No. I'm not sure if I have anything in there or not, you know. Uh, oh, I forgot my checkbook. Um, you know, if, if we're haphazard about our giving, it, it, uh, yeah, we'll probably be living haphazardly too, and, and God will, I'm not sure. Um, giving is to be planned. Um, God planned, God had a long-term plan for for your welfare and for mine, uh, for our never-dying souls. He, he made plans to take care of us. We need to plan specific ways to give to his people and to his work. 1 Corinthians chapter 16. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, the first um, two, two verses of the chapter. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 1. Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay up by him in store, as God hath prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. Paul said, plan. Regularly, the first day of the week. In other words, when you meet for church. So do it regularly. Plan for it. Do it faithfully. Don't be haphazard about it. Don't wait till I come and, oh yeah, we were supposed to take up an offering so Paul could take it to those poor, poor people back at Jerusalem. Oh, we've, I'm sorry, Mr. Paul, we, 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 just, we just forgot, you know. No, he said, don't do it that way. On the first day of the week, every week, every week, take up an offering. And then when I come, you, it'll be prepared for me to take to, to the poor people that you're sending it to. Systematically, proportionally. Let's see, there's a couple other things in here. First day of the week, regularly. Notice in the middle of verse 2, as God hath prospered him. You give proportionately. Everybody won't give the same. Everybody can't give the same. That's not so important. The widow gave a tiny bit. The rich men gave a lot. But God was pleased with what the widow did as opposed to what the rich men did. It says, as the Lord hath prospered in the middle of verse 2. Someone has said in our giving, we should plan, we should pray, and we should prepare. We should plan Maybe, maybe you should pray first. You should pray, and then you should plan. But definitely you need to prepare. You need to write that check. You need to put that money in your wallet before you leave home so that you don't forget it, you know. You need to take, make, 
make some notes, you know. If, you, if the Lord lays something on your mind where you, you should be helping someone, you might forget it. Take, write it down somewhere so you, you're reminded to, to, to do this, to give this money, to help these people, whatever the case may be. <clears throat> giving is to be planned. Number nine, giving is to be generous. Chap, go over to, to 2 Corinthians now, chapter 8. 2 Corinthians in chapter 8. And uh, just two verses. Verse uh, 2, 2 Corinthians 8, 2. We, we looked at this passage already, but now we're thinking about the fact of the generosity of it. Verse 2, 2 Corinthians chapter 8. How that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy. See, they, it says something about them already. They had an abundant joy. Abundance of their joy and their deep, and their deep poverty even though they were poor, it abounded unto the riches of their liberality. They had a rich attitude. It ended up that they were liberal with their things. Even though they were poor, they were liberal with their things. They freely gave. Giving is to be generous. In chapter 9, we're right here in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, just two verses here. Verses 5 and 6. Chapter 9, verses 5 and 6. Verse 5, therefore I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren that they would go before unto you and make up beforehand your bounty, whereof ye had noticed before, that the same might be ready as a matter of bounty and not as of covetousness. But this I say, he that soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he that soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Our giving should be generous. I'll stop then with number 10. Number 10, generous giving always results in God's blessing. Generous giving always results in God's blessing. So we're here in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, look at a couple more verses. Look at verse 6 again. Verse 6. It results in God's blessing. Verse 6. This I say, he that soweth sparingly shall reap sparingly, and he that soweth bountifully shall reap bountifully. God will bless you when you give generously. Verse 10. Now he that ministers seed to the sower both minister bread for your food and multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causeth through us thanksgiving to God. Generous giving results in God's blessing. I leave you then this morning with two little verses, and if you want uh, something to put on the refrigerator for the next week or month or something, or on your mirror or something where you see it, Think of, of, of these two verses. The one is right here in front of your eyes right now, which I have not read yet. I don't think I did. And that is uh, verse 7. Chapter, 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 7. This is a good one to memorize, to think about a lot. Verse 7. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver.
in the other verse I won't turn to, but it's um, writer Luke, as he wrote Acts, he remembered something that Jesus said. And this is what it is. It's in, it's in Acts chapter 20, verse 35, quoting Jesus. This is what was said. Jesus said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. You want to be blessed? Jesus said, give and you'll be blessed. It is more blessed to give than to receive. That's the words of Jesus. Let's have a closing song.